0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes. I am your host, Mike Catron, and as always, we are hosted by HashtagBasketball.com. HashtagBasketball.com has a ton of fantasy basketball tools that will help your team. Um, they have uh, rankings, they have Twitter feeds uh, from all the teams. You can follow specific teams, specific players, beat writers. Uh, following Twitter is a essential part of being good at fantasy basketball and has probably helped... Changed Fantasy Basketball the most. So why not go to a site that has an aggregate for Twitter, hashtag basketball.com. Follow your favorite writers or your favorite Twitter or your favorite team. It's a, it's a pretty good tool. Check out the website. Let's jump right into the box scores tonight. We have uh, eight games tonight. And, um, of course, just like every single night, more blowouts. Um, the first game was the Indiana Pacers versus the Orlando Magic Pacers blew him out um, in a really low-scoring game, just all around, 88-69. to 69. Um, After some decent games by the Orlando Magic, uh, by some of their starters, it looks like they've kinda, they have kind of they fall, fell off here, and a lot of their starters didn't even play 33, uh, 30 minutes. Fournier, the exception, he played 33 minutes. He had 14, 2 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal, and a 3-pointer. Eh, he shot pretty poorly. Peyton is someone uh, that I'm I'm liking coming up this year. I think Alfred Payton's value is moving up. Sure, his shot's going to come and go throughout the season, but I, I think he should be owned in all standard leagues. His, um, his shooting isn't going to destroy your entire team, similar to maybe what it was doing last year. I think he has been working on his shot. Over the last few games, he's looked really, really good. Uh, tonight he had 12 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals and he shot 5 for 11 and this was all in 29 minutes. And and that's a that's really nice. That's nice to see. Um man, this this game really sucked for the Magic. Aaron Gordon came off the bench, which is not a good sign for Aaron Gordon fans. I th- I'm still holding on to him in my uh in my standard leagues because I just I think his potential is so so high. But if you're in a bigger standard league, um, not a bigger standard league, but if you're in a shallow standard league Or uh, not a lot of teams in your standard league Might be time to let Aaron Gordon go The He hasn't really done enough this year to be st- full standard league relevant He definitely did not live up to his uh, draft potential so far this year I still have a lot of faith in him And if you let him go, I would expect him to be on someone's team within the next couple weeks I just, I just think his, his potential is too high there uh, Bismack Biombo, even in this blowout only played 21 minutes, 9 points, 9 rebounds, 3 blocks. I like streaming Biombo in uh bigger leagues or even just standard head-to-head leagues, but uh, in roto leagues I, I don't think he is he's worth owning. Yeah, I think you're going to have to let Aaron go- uh, Aaron Gordon go. Man, this team just uh, abysmal from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, they none of them are ranked in the top 85. Serge Ibaka is the best player on this team at 29 minutes. 89. He's ranked 89 overall for the season on averages. The other problem with this team is the Evan Fourier is the only person who... Well, he plays 34 minutes, and Alfred Payton plays 30 minutes because he's really the only point guard they have. Uh, everybody else plays under 30 minutes on this team, and that's just they got to, something has to happen to this team but so watch out for a trade watch out for some some roster movements on this team because i, I think they have to do something cuz they are they're pretty bad the pacers thaddeus young another like mediocre but full line which is to me is still fantasy standard league relevant i know he isn't you know scoring 25 points and hitting a bunch of threes like he was uh earlier in the season but this is still a guy who starts in standard leagues. He does enough across the board, and tonight was just another one of those nights. He only had 11 points, but he had 5 rebounds, 2 steals, a block, and an assist, and a 3. And no turnovers. That's an all-around 9-cat guy. Now, if you are in head-to-head leagues where you like to punt stuff, you know his value kind of drops because he he's doing a little bit of everything and he probably won't fit exactly into your punt scheme. But if you like all 9 categories, he's a guy you should be owned. Monta Ellis, I think, is he had a decent night. He was 6-for-11. He didn't make any of his three-pointers. He played the most on this team. He played 36 minutes. He had 13 points and only two steals and two rebounds. Monta Ellis has has dropped out of standard league relevance for me. I still think he's in the drop zone, so I would watch him if if he ends up playing a bigger role if someone goes down with an injury like Jeff Teague. Monta Ellis becomes kind of the de facto point guard, I think, for this team. But... Without any major switch in the way they're going to run this offense on this team, Monta Ellis just doesn't do enough. He's hitting, um, 47% of his shots, which is a little high for him, but he's not even making, he's making a half a three game. That's, that's pretty bad. He's getting one and a half a sense, uh, um, steals, which is fine. That's pretty, that's bad for Monta Ellis, but it's good for just regular state the league. And, um, He's getting four and a half assists a game. I just, I don't like him enough. I still, he could be, in bigger leagues he should be on, but in, in regular standard leagues I'm not, I'm not happy with him. Uh, my, CJ Miles, off the bench, once again, four three-pointers. I, two blocks, two steals, assists, four rebounds, 16 points. He should probably be on in all standard leagues by now if he's not. He's only playing 24 minutes a game, but when he plays he, he, he gets a ton of of, of good stats. he's He gets the ball and just shoots, and he'll get the occasional steal and block, which is, is hard to come by across the board like that. So that's a good 9-cat guy to own. Uh, I'd pick him up in any league, and the best thing about C.J. Miles, having him when he's playing well at 24 minutes a game, if something would ever happen to somebody on this team and he needed to play higher minutes, well, his shooting percentage will go down, obviously, but um, that means he's going to play a lot more and get a lot more minutes and a lot more stats so i like that everybody else on this team i'm not too worried about miles turner was only four for 11 only nine points and seven rebounds but i'm not really worried about him um i guess when he came out like a uh, like gangbusters this this the beginning of the season might have been a sell high period for him but i i would prefer to hold on to him because i just think he's young enough and he can make uh Steps towards uh, being a, a high-end fantasy basketball player this year. You're already getting more return for probably where you, you drafted him. He is currently ranked 22 on averages in NICAT League, so I'd still hold on to him. Moving on to the next game, another blowout. Uh, New York, This time by the Knicks. It seems like every night some team that you're like, what, they got, they got blown out? That's surprising. And then you go to the next game and you're like, that team blew someone out? This is even weirder. Um this, this season's been really weird to start. Uh, the Knicks blew out the Mavericks. The Mavericks are decimated with injuries, and it doesn't seem like they know what they are doing. So they're trying to do a bunch of different things with their rotation, and that's actually a good thing I, uh, when it comes to fantasy basketball. That means guys who don't normally get starts or get minutes have va- suddenly have value. And you're seeing that with guys like uh, Seth Curry. Seth Curry had played 30 minutes tonight. He only had one three-pointer and nine points, but he had five rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Seth Curry, hes I don't think he's standard league relevant right this second, but with the way he's playing over the last week, I would take a flyer on him because he's going to get minutes. Uh, for the rest of the season, I, I, I could see him probably being dropped uh, once uh, this team is healthy, but over the last week and the last three games, he's playing 32 minutes a game, and that's good enough to own. He's shooting really, really poorly, only 38%, so you would hope that improves just a little bit, and even if that does, over the last week, 14 rebounds, over two threes, three rebounds, five assists, three steals, which will not hold up, and .7 blocks, which won't hold up either, but to me, that's a guy, if he's on your waiver and you need someone to stream in there, I'd be streaming him, or I'd, I'd pick him up even, in, in bigger leagues for sure. Just for a temporary guy who's going to get more playing time than the guy at the end of your bench. And you should always be willing to drop the guys at the end of your bench. Harrison Barnes has been carrying the Dallas Mavericks, but that means he is shot in volume. And he's certainly shooting a ton, and he's playing also a, a, a lot. He's playing uh, about thirty-eight uh, minutes a game this in the last two weeks. But he's doing pretty well with his playing time. He's sh- shooting almost fifty percent, at which is to me that's a surprisingly high clip. And I, I think that's a little bit um, overvalued. I think he'll he'll revert a little bit, especially with the volume he's shooting this. Season, he's almost shooting eighteen shots a game. I don't know how he keeps up forty nine percent. So twenty two points on the season with a th- one three pointer, which you would come on get more than one three pointer. That's not good enough. uh Six rebounds, which is fine, but z- less than an assist, less than half a steal, less than two blocks. He's sh- he should be owned for sure, just because he's getting a lot of points and that's hard to come by. I don't like his fantasy game. Sure, he's scoring a lot and and getting a decent rebound, and and it's hard to find scores. I would would sell high on Harrison Barnes. He's worse than uh, Wiggins and Randall by far. He's kind of starting to fit into that mold. A guy who just really doesn't do anything else other than score and then gets some rebounds. I I just don't think he's I don't think he's good enough to break out. I'd much rather have Randall and Wiggins Wiggins, who's been blowing up the charts, scoring absurd amount of points lately. He he's definitely way better than Harrison Barnes. And even so, um, this is now kind of Harrison Barnes' team to lead, in you know all he's doing is shooting a bunch. JJ Berea, I mean, I guess. Maybe you should have him on your team. I, 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 it's hard for me to like J.J. breya He's definitely Standard League uh, worthy. I just don't like him personally. I just... I, he gets... He's a little too inconsistent for me. But he's playing well enough to be owned right now. He, um, he doesn't get steals. I, I need my point guard to get steals, and that's why I don't like him. When my point guard doesn't get steals, uh, I'm not really happy, but... He's he's averaging a little over five assists a game, and two three pointers a game. Seventeen points. That's that's solid. His shooting he's shooting forty two percent, which isn't great, but um, it's good enough to be owned in, in standard leagues for sure. I just don't I don't like him that much. If someone else likes him more, try to trade him. I he just doesn't do steals, and as a as a point guard, I don't like that at all. Speaking of point guards, I don't like Derek Rose. One for six tonight with three points in twenty eight minutes. You'd say, okay, well, he couldn't get a shot going, so he um he started passing the ball more. No, he turned the ball over five times, had five assists, though, which really is, is like, below average for a good point guard. And he had four rebounds, no steals, no blocks. I'm, I'm still out on Derek Rose. That guy is not a good fantasy basketball player. I'm not sure he's a good regular basketball player. Um, like I said, this game was a blowout, so Noah played only 15 minutes. That really hurts. It kind of hurts you from... Um, ever rostering him. And even in deeper leagues, you're going to start questioning that. But like I said, in str- certain streaming punting strategies, he's worthy uh, of being picked up. Porzingis and Anthony did what they usually do, score and, and play very well. There's no one really else on this team that I think is interesting, though. Something to note, Justin Holiday did play 25 minutes, and in that 25 minutes, he had 16 points, two assists, two steals, four rebounds, and a block. So I think... I mean, that's that's pretty surprising to me when Brandon Jennings is supposed to be their backup point guard and everybody likes Brandon Jennings. Um, Brandon Jennings only played 23 minutes compared to, to Justin Holiday's 25 minutes. So just a, just a little bit of a note, if when Derek Rose goes down, who's actually battling for that, that backup point guard spot, it looks like Brandon Jennings might have competition, which is not something you want to see. But you want to see Brandon Jennings go a ton of minutes because that's the only way he is fantasy-relevant. Let's go on to the next game, which was the Oklahoma City Thunder against the Detroit P- Pistons. Um, pretty much another... It wasn't a full... Yeah, it was a blowout, but it wasn't like a full blowout. Um, the starters still played heavier minutes tonight. The One of the guys I've been watching on the Oklahoma City Thunder is Dante Sabonis. Um, I, I liked him coming out of college. I liked him in the draft and when he went to Oklahoma City and now that he's starting I was like all right that that could be a good sign but I feel like it was too much too soon for him and if you look at what he's done so far he's he's only played 21 minutes a game this season but over the last um week he has seen uh the occasional um large minutes game per game so he played 30 minutes against Miami 27 and 27 right after that but then started to revert back they started taking him out and taking him out putting him on the bench a little bit more and that's because he didn't have it those games but in the games that he did play and then he did have it these are the lines I like to see so when I'm looking for a guy who has um, flyer potential so not a guy who you're like oh yeah I'm taking a flyer on that guy he's killing it right now CJ Miles who if he's if he was on your waiver wire you're like yeah I'm going to take a flyer on that guy he's obviously killing it look at his stats but Sabonis, he's kind of a guy who you're not really sure if you want to take a flyer on. You're like, oh well, uh so this is might be and we'll get into this, I think uh yeah, Terrence Jones played later or did he play tonight? No, I don't think so. So like Terrence Jones is another guy who is like, yeah, should I take a flyer on this guy? He's not playing consistent minutes, but when he does play consistent minutes, his lines look good. So here's Sabonis' like good lines. Thirteen and six with three assists, a steal, and a block. Fifteen and ten with four three pointers and an assist. That's pretty good. Um, Twelve points, four three pointers, only one rebound, two assists. That's not that as great, but these are those are lines that show you know he when he's getting starters minutes he could be a block steal kind of almost a block almost a steal kind of average guy, which is really good from a, a forward. Um, who's supposed to give you kind of traditional big big man stats. So like the fact that he can go 15 for 10 is also interesting. Um, so that means he could be a consistent rebounder, which kind of this team needs someone who can rebound, and that's what he was supposed to be good at. But the most impressive thing is here, he's had two games this season with four three-pointers. And he, he's averaging, I think, uh, over a three-pointer a game. Let me go check. Yeah, he's averaging one and a half three-pointers a game. Closer to two over the last two weeks. Now, he's not still not playing enough minutes, but when you look at his per 36, and you look at how young he is, and you look at his um, his his ceiling. So there's a potential ceiling, and then there's a usage ceiling, and that's how I kind of like to look at it. His usage ceiling is pretty high, because they really got nowhere else to go. He's been starting... Um, I guess Jared Grant has probably been um, sneaking in um, to the rotation and taking some of his minutes away. And uh, Jared Grant actually had a pretty good game tonight. 11 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 blocks. I don't think he's worth owning, but it's it's interesting to see what he does in in that many minutes. I I think both him and Sabonis are kind of guys I'm watching to see if their opportunity grows. So if they're usage ceiling if they, if they start approaching their usage ceiling then you then you can get a better idea of what their actual potential is and guys you can do a little bit of everything along with doing like good rebounds good points or you know high threes from a, a forward like Sabonis I'm uh, I'm interested in those guys so I'm keeping an eye on him and I'm also keeping an eye on uh Jaren Grant uh Jeremy Grant sorry Jaren Grant's somewhere else He's a point guard. Um, Jaron Grant, also, you know, one and a half blocks a game in 18 minutes per game. He, if he was given like 33 minutes a game, could be an interesting uh, fantasy guy. So both of those guys are on watch, but I am not picking either one of them up. I'm just keeping an eye on him. Everybody else in this game, Stephen Adams is like the new Noah, kind of, without, a, without good assists. He does a little bit of everything minus assists, and he doesn't score a ton, but he's um, he had 11 rebounds, a steal, and a block tonight with only 4 points. You really wish he would get his offense going a little bit, then he would be very valuable. But right now, as it stands, he's on average, 9-cat averages, he's the 51st player um, overall. So that's because he's I mean he's close to 2 steals a game. Uh, he's shooting 51%. His free throws are 88, percent which is wonderful, and that's what you. If you can get that from a center, that really, really helps you. It's. Uh, it seems like something you wouldn't notice, especially since he doesn't shoot a huge volume, but it really matters when you don't have a center that completely kills your free throws. Oladipo is still really, really struggling. Um, I mean, he's any. If you own Oladipo, you're not going to get anything back for him unless you're so. I've noticed in some of the leagues that I, I know a lot of the players in it, it's uh, it's almost like you have to treat everything opposite. When a guy's playing really, really bad and you try to buy him, they know you're trying to buy low on him. And when a guy's playing really, really good, you, they know you're trying to sell high on him. So what I've been trying this year is selling when they are kind of... Not playing that well when a guy who you know is good is not playing that well, but you think his overall ceiling might be dropping. I'm moving those guys, so like Paul Gasol, he had a couple good games uh, the other night, and so I immediately went out and said, All right, let's see what I can get for him. I sent a few trades out, I ended up trading him in one of my leagues. Um, let's see, who did I get? I think I got um, Dirk and another, another, and then kind of a bench guy, and that might not be a huge haul, but like. Paul Gasol's gonna struggle to get playing minutes this year and I still like Dirk moving forward even after coming off of uh, the injury whenever he comes off of it so that was kind of like almost giving up a little too much for mediocre players but in the long term I think I will end up um, winning that deal simply because the bench guy can is someone I can stream and I should go find out who that bench guy is He's someone I can stream, and I think Dirk is a starter. Period, especially when he, even when he comes back, he's a starter. Um, Looking at the Pistons, all the Pistons uh, starters played thirty minutes or more, so that's that's really good to see. No one on the bench. Other uh, John Lures, interesting, but no one on the bench is I think a standard league um, relevant. Ish Smith still um, holding down the point guard position. Let's see what he did tonight. If you look, he had a decent night. Eleven points. Six rebounds, three assists, two steals, one block. That's a nice nine cat line. You kinda of want him to get his assists up a little bit more, but that's a nice that's a nice nut line. Uh Tobias Harris is back doing, you know, the everything. Like, uh, like a poor man's mill out here. Twenty-two points, two three pointers, six rebounds, three assists. One steal, two blocks. That's uh, no zero, zero turnovers, zero turnovers. That is a wonderful line. Um, that is that is actually a, that's a Paul Millsap's like regular line. Um, I like Tobias Harris still moving forward. I think I think he's very good. But so this is like one of those things where you've seen Tobias Harris fall off, and so this goes back to like trying to outsmart people who obviously already know not to to um, buy players who are at their peak and and, and sell their crappy players when they're, or their good players when they're playing crappy so this might be a guy another, another uh, target Tobias Harris has had um, so far this year a really good year and that's a little bit out of the or- ordinary now he's 24 years old so his potential ceiling is pretty high but You know, this is probably as good as he's been playing. He, um, a couple years ago in Orlando, he did do similar stats to this. But he's a little bit better. His percentages are a little bit higher than they were that year. So is this him getting better at his game and and, and making a a step up? Or is this kind of like as good as he's going to get? Now, over the last week he his shooting has fallen to forty three percent. And you've seen him put up a couple dud games in that time. Actually like a kinda of like four dud games in a row. Like a nine and four night, a twelve and three, a nine and three, a twelve and five. Now this goes to beg the question which who is Tobias Harris? Is he the twenty two five two one guy? Or is he the? Is he going to be more like a somewhere in the closer to his twelve and five and two guy? Um, which one of those peaks or valleys? Which one is his average? Where is his average going to head towards? He's not going to always get like nine or twelve points, but he's also not going to always get twenty two. Um, I think he's kind of closer to the top of that. But if you if you think like there's a decent chance that the detroit starts moving away from him in the offense which i I don't see happening but um if you think you know he's not gonna get any better this is the time to sell him even though he's playing like well and it doesn't seem like he's um it doesn't seem like there's any reason he's not going to keep this up on a hunch if if you'd like I'd say I'd say try to move them. Like this is like this is when you have to start outsmarting and taking higher risk chances when you're a, when you're a smart league. When you're a smart league, everyone knows that they're like you know, if Tobias Harris had like two thirty point games and you try to go get like uh, Paul Millsap for him, no one's gonna do that, right? But if you go out, he's currently only ranked fiftieth, right? If you take Tobias Harris and you try to go out and get like. And I'm not saying anyone would do this, but you package him and an okay player for Draymond. Well, that's that's way more interesting. Uh, if you pack, if you if you try to move him for the injured Jay Crowder, I, Jay Crowder does what Paul or what Tobias Harris does. Why not? Why not look into getting him? Maybe you need a guard. Maybe you move him for C.J. McCollum. Uh, the, all those guys, I think, are better fantasy players than Tobias Harris. And if Tobias Harris ever slumps back off and then like kind of reverts back to being an all right player, you've you've made a good deal. So, in smarter leagues, it does it does take a lot more risk with your in your trades. But you really have to go on um, past performance, and with someone like let's say CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum's going to be doing exactly what he did last year. If anything, he might get a little—he's a little bit better this year. Uh, he's going to do this all year long. Tobias Harris, who—if you um, let's go check him out—Tobias Harris, you've seen him have some eh, some dud games already this year. But one of the things you uh, also need to pay attention to with Tobias Harris—he's uh, only played more than sixty-eight games. One time, and that was last year. Tobias Harris is injury prone. And if you lose a good chunk of the season to him sitting out, injuries, and you know, or if he gets kind of injured and then he plays on it and comes back, he's not playing that well, which, you know, guys in those positions kind of do. You know, he's, he's going to slump off and he's not going to be in the top 50. So if you can get someone for him, do it. And that's the kind of trades, those are kind of the mature trades. Like, it's easy to sell high and buy low, but... That's more of a, you know, advanced trading where you're like, okay, I like this guy. He's playing well. Uh but is he playing, you know, 15 spots or on average better than he should be right now? And if so, maybe he drops off, you know, 10 or 15, can I get someone of equal value that helps my team who occasionally is in the top 20, like who occasionally blows up and then I'd rather have a guy who's good and occasionally blows up than a guy who's pretty good and uh, falls off every once in a while because there's always a chance that falloff is longer than it needs to be. Moving. Um, I know, let's stay with the Pistons. Because um, Drummond is out, which I had forgotten. And uh, Bynes, Aaron Bynes ended up getting the start tonight and he played pretty well in his minutes and I, I, I think he probably let's let's go check him out. He should be owned based on this um, performance, but i want to ensure i'm not getting in over my i'm, I'm not getting in over my head. I want to make sure i'm not telling you to go pick him up when there's no reason to. So, he played 34 minutes tonight. He had 20 points, which is great. Um 8 rebounds and an assist, no blocks, no steals. In the game against Denver, he played 20 minutes. So um, Drummond, let's go check him out. He is likely to be out um, a short period of time. He's questionable. I'm sure they're going to sit him. They might sit him another game or so. So watch the Twitter. Follow uh, the Detroit Twitter feed on hashtag #basketball.com. See if Drummond is sitting out the next game. If he is, stream stream up Aaron Bynes. Put him on your team. Um, this goes for bigger uh, bigger leagues, even bigger Roto leagues. You gotta get quality starts, right? So if you're if you're in a bigger Roto league and you got a couple guys who are like, you know, bench players, but you, you're starting them that night in a couple of your spots. Drop your worst player, pick up Aaron Bynes, put him in, and and, and start getting quality starts. Quality starts is the most important thing. Um, if you're in head-to-head leagues, you already know that because head-to-head, uh, unlike realistic basketball, is all about playing more games than the other person, which is why head-to-head is not that um, exciting to me because, okay, your guys had more games this week. Congratulations, you won. That's not really a fair assessment of who has the better team. That's how I feel about head-to-head. Uh, that's why Roto's is better, and Roto leagues you can still you can still stream. Now you can't stream all day, every day, every week because then you'll go way over on games, and it'll kind of it's kind of over overblown. So you want to make sure you are streaming the fine like your finest starts. So people playing against really bad teams, defensively poor teams, people playing against Houston or Chicago. Or you know, Philly, the Lakers, teams who are not going to play defense. You want to stream your bench players or guys who are getting an opportunity, like Aaron Bynes. If you need some big man stats, you know, okay, throw them in there. I uh, I'm not a huge fan other than big leagues or any head to head league where you just need to stream a spot because Aaron Bynes doesn't really have a history of getting blocks, and um, you know Andre Drummond could be back really any time so one game might be might be worth it keep an eye on him. bigger leagues that's for you let's let's move on after this game let's go to the Boston Pelicans game I guess um, Terrence Jones did play tonight uh, this game was really close and the Pelicans beat the Celtics which is awesome to see uh, it makes me happy for Anthony Davis Anthony Davis did literally everything he possibly could. 25 points, 16 rebounds, four steals, two blocks, seven turnovers. Anthony Davis, he, you could tell he was trying to, trying to win this game with seven turnovers. That's that's really good to see. Terrence Jones played 30 minutes tonight, and that is what you want to see. And I, I in a couple of my um, bigger leagues and even in one of my standard leagues, I've went out and picked up Terrence Jones because a win helps when a guy plays well and plays well on a win and a team needs a win a coach is usually saying all right well that worked let's run it back when it works let's run it back uh terrence jones is a guy is a very good fantasy guy he hits threes he gets very good rebounds he gets the counting stats uh blocks and steals his assists are low but that's not that's to be expected i'm taking some flyers on him in leagues where i have bench bench guys to drop um, I like, I like his fantasy game and if he's playing 30 minutes, I like that. Now I'm ready to, I'm ready to drop him at a moment's notice once he starts playing 12 minutes a game again, but he's good enough to take a flyer on. Everybody else in the Pelicans, Dante Cunningham had a bad game, Omir Ashik isn't good, uh, Tim Frazier, who I like, has, has got scoring troubles lately, but he still had six assists, three rebounds, and a steal, which is uh, is what you're looking for there. But he healed, got the start, but only played 21 minutes, did not shoot very well. Langston Galloway, 32 point or 32 minutes off the bench, he had 21 points, three assists, two steals, and a rebound, plus three three pointers. Just keeping an eye on him. They. Um, They don't know what they're doing with their guards, but as you probably heard, Drew Holiday is on his way back, and he should start by within the week, according to everybody. So uh, the whole guard situation there is about to fall apart. The real question is, is who's going to play two next to Drew Holiday? Is it going to be a lot of Etwan Moore minutes? Is it going to be Tim Frazier Uh, run a kind of dual guard set, which I think would be kind of interesting because they've had success in running dual guards before uh, with Tyreek, so though Tim Frazier is no Tyreek Evans. I'm not really sure. It's going to be very interesting to see what direction they go. Is Langston Galloway suddenly in play right now to start next to Drew Holiday? How bad does this hurt Tim Frazier? Is he going to play like 28 minutes a game, or is he going to play 20? Um, His value is going to go down, so this is a team to watch over the next week, uh, see how Drew Holiday um, meshes with this lineup, with this rotation. With the Celtics, uh, Kelly Olynyk played 35 minutes. He only scored five points, eight rebounds on assist, and one three-pointer. I'm not interested in Kelly Olenek, Uh even though he got the start and played a lot of minutes. I'm not interested still in Amir Johnson, who is miraculously still shooting threes. He... Uh, he still he made a three tonight again. I I can't understand how it's possible for Amir and Johnson to, to ever make a three, but you know what? Good for him. Um, I'm not I'm not on Amir Johnson's block, but um, in bigger leagues he's he plays enough to be relevant. Everybody else on this team, I I still like Jake Crowder. Obviously, um, been injured for a bit. Marcus Smart got the start. Fifteen point six. Rebounds, three assists, four steals, three three pointers. He he's been hitting three pointers at a very high clip. And um, Marcus Smart might be a guy who's uh, on standard league waivers, or kind of in the in that drop zone. He might be on the bench of other teams. And over the last week, he's played uh, thirty five minutes a game, and he's been playing pretty well. He's been uh, something who someone who's ownable, and his steals are kind of out of control. So I would pick up Marcus Smart in standard leagues but that's a short-term play because when crowder comes back he um he's going to take up marcus smarts minutes I'm, i'm fairly certain of that so get him in your lineup stream him until crowder comes back let's go see when crowder is supposed to come back he he's out Well, he's supposed to come back within the week, it says, but it'll probably uh, ease him into that and it might go a little bit further. So get your last starts out of Marcus Smart as much as you can. Um, But other than that, he's probably uh, probably going to move back to the bench and, and not play enough minutes to be standard league relevant. But right now he is. Let's move on to the next game. Philly versus the Rockets. Guess what? Another blowout. Um, the Rockets still did play. Their starters pretty decent minutes, but Sixers did not. Um, no one played over 30 minutes on the 76ers. Stauskas, you played 29 minutes the most on the team with 12 points, one three-pointer, two rebounds assist, and a steal. Do not go pick up Nick Stauskas. That guy sucks. Um, elsewhere... On the 76ers, Ilyasova with twenty two minutes, a three pointer, six rebounds, thirteen points. Eh, that's, I mean, that's notable, but it's not. Um, it's it's not really anything that's making me excited. Uh, I, I do like Ilyasova's ceiling, but he's just not playing enough minutes right now to be to be worth standard leagues for me. Sergio Rodriguez has been playing pretty. He's not. He's just shooting horribly. And that's really hurting a lot of teams. He's still getting seven assists, so if you really desperately need assists, he's got seven assists a game, uh, three and a half rebounds, and a three-pointer. That's, um, that's, like, desperation guard stats, so I guess he can fall into that category. Other than that, Joel Embiid's the best player on this team, and, um, he's only playing 22 minutes a game. And that's, I mean, that's saying... I don't know what that's saying. That's saying a lot and a little. Um... It's saying a lot because everybody else on this dumb team is is terrible, and in 22 minutes a game, Joel Embiid is smoking them in 22 minutes. Um, beautiful Bob Covington actually blew up, and this is this is the streaky the streaky as you're gonna get over the last week. He played really well. He um, he was finally making three pointers. He's getting all the counting stats. He was making three three-pointers a game, had an, uh, almost two steals, almost a block a game, still shooting 34%, which is really, really horrible. I mean, his career, well, his average last year was only 38. If he can get up to 40%, like, that guy's a fantasy stud, but he's not. He's shooting under 30% for the year, which is means you're, you shouldn't be playing basketball, is what that means. And uh, he's just too damn streaky. Tonight he was one for seven um and he was 1 for 6 for three pointers that's how terrible that is seven and he's not getting to the line so he he got to the line four times tonight so he did he was 4 for 4 there which is like his best attempt because he's averaging 1.6 free throw attempts a game he needs to develop he needs to develop his game here's the problem in Philly not one of these guys has been developing their game. The only guy who's been developing their game is Joel Embiid, who's been injured. He's been working in the gym for two years, actually getting good at basketball. The rest of these guys, I don't know if anyone's training them, because Robert Covington does have the skills to be a good player. Imagine Robert Covington in in San Antonio would be a way better Danny Green. That's how good Robert Covington... Well, I guess he would have to play more defense... Uh, Danny Green's defense probably a bit better, but fantasy-wise, Robert Covington would be a lot better than Danny Green was, at, even at his peak. That's I'm saying it. I'm sticking to it. Um, Robert Covington needs a better coach. I would be trying to trade for that guy. I'd be like, yeah, I want him and Okafor for, for blah, 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 nothing, for whatever. Deal with it. And um, that guy, I'd love to see that guy on a, on a real team. Um, Darko Sark. I wish his name was Darko. Um, Dario. We should start calling him Darko. Darko Saric. Uh, Saric. He played 24 minutes tonight. Which, like I said, this was a blowout, so it's hard to get any value out of 24 minutes. But in that 24 minutes, he had a 3-pointer, 11 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists. And that's that's pretty solid. He is not... Man, I wish he would become standard league relevant, and occasionally I think he is, but I'm just keeping an eye on him. Over the last week, he's kind of in, in, entered into the discussion of being a fantasy relevant player and he's he's getting used to playing in the nba and that's and that's perfectly fine in the last week which is only four games small sample size 11 points one and a half threes seven rebounds two assists a steal and a half a block um shooting 43 percent. if he can start shooting a little bit better and uh get more playing time and get a little bit more consistent, I, I do like him in standard leagues. So deeper leagues, I would actually take a flyer on him and, and, and wait on him to improve. In standard leagues, just keep an eye on him still. I If you really are desperate, take a flyer on him. Uh, if you're in a keeper league, I would I would take a flyer on him in a keeper league, in a standard keeper league. I think, I think he's going to be kind of good if he could ever get a shutdown and if this team could ever figure out how to play basketball. It's terrible. I don't know. I can't believe people were excited about this team. They're terrible. They're one and nine. At least they won a game. Um, everybody else on this team's uh, boring and terrible. Let's go to the Houston Rockets. Um, Eric Gordon, sixteen points, six for 12, 4 four three pointers, one rebound, one assist. He's like I said. He's a guy who scores um, and doesn't really do much else. He's uh, he's Bradley Beal. He's a Bradley Beale type and I don't like Bradley Beale types, so I don't like Eric Gordon, but I do think he should be owned in standard leagues and he at least does a little bit more uh, than Bradley Beale. For the season, Eric Gordon is averaging 31 minutes, three three pointers which is which is way way better than the average guy who's just a three point guy. But his three rebounds, less than three rebounds, really stinks. Two assists is is, is not ter is not good. Uh, you wish you would get a little bit more, but it's not zero. Um, he's not even he's not an assist, but he does getting over a half a block a game, which is weird. Um, he needs to get over a steal a game to for me to be to want him on my team. But he's standard league relevant. And people need scorers and three-point makers because if you're on a team, if you're, if you're going against Steph Curry, he could single-handedly beat your entire team in a week. So you need guys like Eric and Gordon. He, Eric Gordon provides more value simply because of his incredible three-point three threes um, uh, three threes a game. His three-point game is pretty good. So when you're going against guys who do have good three-point shooters, it's, it's, it's very helpful. Um, everybody else on the Houston Rockets, I did talk about, um, uh, let's see, I did talk about Eric Gordon. Clint Capella only played 26 minutes. He had 13 rebounds and five blocks in those 26 minutes. So that's really nice. That's good to see. Um, I, I still like Clint Capella, uh, as like one of those weird big men at the end of your bench in standard leagues. Uh, I think he's still standard league relevant. Uh, I still like him. Everybody else in this team kind of did what they're supposed to do. Uh, Ryan Anderson had a really bad shooting night, three for eleven, but he had seven rebounds, two assists, but only one three pointer. He's he's got the skill to play better than this. He's uh, averaging thirteen points and two and a half threes a game, seven rebounds. But wor- like, like I said, worse than Eric Gordon. So his three pointers are kind of really good, and someone you need to stream if if you need three pointers. But Aaron. Eric Gordon gets two assists and um, over a half a steal, over half a block. Ryan Anderson gets a half a steal, less than ha- uh, less than half a steal actually, not even an assist and no blocks. And that's that's pitiful. And so that's why I, I'm not a big fan of him either. Uh, unless he starts just you know hitting four threes a game, I'm not I'm not interested in him. Let's move on to the next game: Spurs versus Heat. This was actually a close one. Um, This is what I've been uh, watching with the Heat is uh, Justice Winslow's point forward capabilities, and this is not a. This game did not show me what I wanted to see. So, um, Dragic is out. Dragic is out, and um, usually that means so so someone's got to take over the point guard role. What it actually looked like is Deion Waiters took twenty six freaking shots in this game and got all got, got all Waiters Island on on these fools. Uh, twenty seven points for him, three three pointers, only three assists, two steals, but three freaking blocks. That's that's crazy from Deion Waiters. I'm not running out to pick. I'm not running out to pick him up. I guess you know what. I'm taking a flyer on him in Stater leagues because if uh, let's see go let's go see how long uh, Dragic is out. But that's an absurd amount of shots. He should never. He should not be taking that many shots in any game ever, forever. Um, and Dragic could be back any time now. So no, I'm not going to go out and take a flyer on Dion Waiters. But if if he's getting that usage, he's he's worth he's worth streaming. Um, but this is what I'm, I'm more interested in. Justice Winslow looked like he was kind of being prepped to be like a point forward, and tonight he did have five assists, so that's that's really good. But he only had seven points he was three for 12 he didn't make any of his three pointers he was three rebounds two steals with those five assists and that's that's not good enough for me that's not good enough for me in a standard league um tyler johnson actually played much better than him he uh, should maybe i shouldn't have dropped tyler johnson in some of my leagues um tyler johnson had a very nice night he let's see he had eight rebounds six assists um, and, oh, there it is. Eight rebounds, six assists, one steal, no three-pointers, no turnovers, 11 points in 33 minutes. And that's, that's solid. That's solid. Um, that's still borderline standard league relevant. And you just don't know how, um, I th- I think it's, it's borderline standard league relevant. But if you look at his nine cat averages, he is 55th. And that's really surprising to me because, and it's because he does a little bit of everything, and he and his turnovers are under a turnover a game. So let's go. Let's make an um, let's make an adjustment and see what. Let's get rid of those turnovers, and let's see what he's ranked after that. Yeah, he's ranked seventy uh, eighth when you get rid of turnovers. He does a little bit of everything, but he doesn't do anything special. And those guys are are valuable in really any league, uh, but. I don't like him i still think he's questionably standard league relevant um in roto leagues and nine cat roto leagues he's a little bit uh his value is a little bit up because of he just does a little bit of everything so that's nice to have in in a nine cat in the nine cat roto leagues but um, in standard leagues i think there's better players out there Uh, but he does have potential he's young and problem is he's coming off the bench but he's young and he's getting very good minutes so um, I've said take a flyer on him in the past, and I'm still okay with him taking taking a flyer on him. I, I just don't think he's he's ready for like full on standard league seal of approval. So we'll see. I might have, I might have said do five things to Tyler Johnson uh, in the last five minute, five minute spiel. So final verdict: nine cat roto leagues, sure. Standard leagues, eh? Probably a flyer or a streamer player. And eh. bigger leagues, okay. Pick him up in bigger leagues. Um, he, at least he's got potential, and he's playing. He's playing decent minutes. <sighs> Everybody else on this team, um, eh, not that great. Not nothing really to 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 make note of. Anyway, I mean, Whiteside did Whiteside things, which is what you want to see: twenty three and seventeen, two blocks, two steals, and assists. But that's what you want from him. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dwell on him. Looking at the Spurs, um. Kawhi still doing MVP stuff. Paul Gasol played 31 minutes tonight. And that's uh, really, really promising. Um, I think I I mentioned it earlier. Paul Gasol. This is the time to sell high on Paul Gasol. I really think so. Because this is about as good as he's going to get. I sold him... And I got some stuff back for him. Simply, even when he was playing bad, because that's what people thought he was going to play better. So you trick people into uh, to buying low on guys you don't think are going to blow up at all. That's that's a that's another little uh, advanced trading tip. Uh, and Paul is one of those guys. Now that he's playing a little bit better, people might see, ooh, okay, he's playing a little better. Maybe I should look into him. Uh, and you're probably like, finally, he's playing. I'm going to keep him. He's going to be back to normal. He's not. He's not going to be back to normal. Um, This is probably as good as it's going to get. And the problem really is his inconsistent playing time. Now, he's played over 30 minutes in the last three games, which is super promising. But let's look at the teams he he played against. Detroit, Houston, and Miami. So um, all teams, not super tough teams. He uh, he, he played very well in those games. So... um, you should definitely play him if um, Aldridge is going to sit out. But um, it looks like Pop is is slowly working him into um, into the system, and I'm fairly sure he's it's going to take a while for him to work into the system simply because he doesn't play defense his defense is so so horrible so to me i'm trying to sell paul gasol once he's after these last three games i'm I'm trying to i'm trying to move him for sure um the rest of the spurs doing what they usually do Tony parker had actually a nice night 11 and 6 he just doesn't do enough he doesn't get steals and three-pointers um enough for me to give a crap about him patty mills still sharing the minutes with him as well so whatever there, um, let's let's just move on to the next game, Memphis versus Utah. Um, this was a close game, so people played. Finally, um, is, is Derek Favors still on a minutes restriction? Let's go check that out as well, because Derek Favors only played 21 minutes tonight, and I don't like the the sign of that. He wasn't in foul trouble, so I'm not really sure what happened there. Uh, Derek Favors' knee soreness questionable, so yeah, knee soreness uh, don't worry. Still, still struggling with injuries, so maybe they they sat him out a little bit longer. I didn't see any, I didn't see anything, but I should probably look on Twitter to see. I should go to hashtagbasketball.com and check out the Utah Twitter feed to see if Derek Favors is injured. Instead of sit here and act like he's not, uh, I'm not going to do that because I am not getting paid enough or anything to do this. So um, I'm not going to waste my time. Um, That's right. I'm a pretty good expert, huh? So yeah, Derek favors 21 minutes. That's super disappointing. That's still a buy low candidate for him. Uh, Gordon Hayward shot poorly, but, you know, he's he's still pretty good. The more interesting thing here on the Utah Jazz is Dante Exum starting. So no hill and no hood, which is the reason he started and played 30 minutes. But 9... In in the 30 minutes, he had 9 points and 2 assists and 3 rebounds. Now, I didn't watch the game I'd like to have seen him play because I think he's actually... He looks good. He just doesn't have it put together. He's got a long way to go before he, he'll be good. Um, And that's disappointing to see in 30 minutes. He's just like... He put up a dud. Um, Trey Lyles is actually more interesting. Off the bench, 32 minutes. 18 points, 5 rebounds, a 3-pointer, 2 assists, 2 steals. Um. Considering Hill and Hood didn't play this game, and Gobert only played 22 minutes, this is a weird, it's a weird game. So I'm not putting a ton of stock in this, but I'm, I am taking note on who performed well when they got the opportunity. So uh, Ingles, he was seven for 11 with four three pointers, 20 points, four rebounds, two assists, and, and a steal. You know, he's on he's on my list now of guys to watch on this team. Now, with, obviously, with no. With not enough playing time to go around for all those guys, uh, this is like a one-time, it's kind of a one-time event. So I'm not getting super excited about uh, Joe Ingles by any means, but it's interesting to see that if uh, the opportunity arose, that Joe Ingles would probably be the guy they go to um, to play, to start if there was injuries, uh, if there was enough injuries. If Joe John said, uh, who will I play excuse me, only played 15 minutes, um, you know, why not? Why not uh, give Joe Ingles a chance if he's going to play tons of minutes, if he's going to score good three-pointers like that. But, yeah, hard to hard to get a feel for what the Jazz were up to tonight other than thinking they could beat the Grizzlies with their B squad. I have no idea what's going on there. Um, speaking of the Grizzlies, let's go over there and look at them. Paul Gasol, or Mark Gasol, the better Gasol now, 22 points, two three pointers. That's great. Five rebounds, one steal, six turnovers. That hurts. Um, love Marcus Soul. I love that he's shooting threes now. Um, I, I like him a lot. He's never going to blow you away in rebounds, and um, and with he's not going to blow you away in blocks. Like he used to get better blocks, and I think he's just. A little bit older, um, so he's just not gonna—he's not gonna be as explosive and in, in, in getting out and block shots. Plus, he's playing away from the basket a lot more, so that hurts his rebounds and blocks. He's only getting uh, about a block and a half a game. Um, you want to see him shoot better, and uh, I wonder if shooting those three pointers is really, really hurting his um, field goal percentage. He's only sh- shooting forty-two percent. You—you want more than that from him, and I think—I think i think he will give you more. Even, even while shooting a lot of three pointers, which is going to take his percentage down, I, I still think he um, he shoots better than that by the end of the year. Mike Connolly, he played really well. Um, kind of a, a under the radar guy. Everybody kind of thought he was kind of oh he's getting older. Don't worry about him. Uh, Eighteen points, seven assists, one steal, three rebounds, two three pointers. That's that's a pretty to me standard. I, I've had Mike Connelly on most of my teams for like the last five years. Because I just—he's so underrated, and he did—he just did enough, and his steals were like secretly elite for a while. His steals have been on the steady drop, which was really what made him a great fantasy player—was his uh, his high-end steals. He's only getting a little bit over one steal a game, which isn't great, but he's doing a little bit more uh, uh, of everything. Um, he's getting a little more more threes, a little bit more assists, and, and that's good to see. I still like, I like Mike Conley going forward. I'm, I'm keeping him on my teams. Zach Randolph off the off the bench, 18 and 10, 23 points. I wish he would get consistent play off the bench. He's only playing 21 minutes a game, but in those 21 minutes, he's 14 and 8. That's that's still like that's still Zach Randolph standard league. So like Zach Randolph standard league is like the end of standard league. He's at the bottom. He gets points and rebounds. He does absolutely nothing else. Uh, though he has made uh, at least a three this year, but he does n- nothing else at all. And sometimes you need a guy who gets you rebounds and and, and and points, so you put him on your team. He's still that guy, which is really surprising in 21 minutes. Um, he's still bottom of the barrel. But if you if you desperate if you're desperate for rebounds and points, he's still your guy. And I, I wish he would get more. I wish he'd get more playing time. Speaking of more p- playing time, Vince Carter. Turn back the clock game. Um, Thirty-one minutes. He had twenty points, seven rebounds, two assists, and a steal, and three three pointers. Love, love me some. Old... I love Vince Carter still, still kicking it these days. Like I love that he still puts down um, some some nice lines and, and still plays good heavy minutes every once in a while. Uh, I'm gonna miss Vince Carter when he's gone. It's a lot of a lot of guys uh, that uh, people who were born in the '80s grew up with are all kind of retiring now, and it's a, it's a weird it's weird to see. So you're kind of you get a little um, nostalgic about guys like Dark and and Vince and Kobe and KG, and um, even if you didn't really like them when they when they were playing, it's um, it's it's weird to see those uh, that generation and its twilight are really just being phased out. Uh, but you know the just, it's just—it's never been better. So I guess there's nothing to worry about too much. But it's gonna be hard to replace those guys. I don't think there'll ever be another Vince Carter. Vince Carter's just too, just too good. It was too amazing, too athletic. Um, Looking at the rest of the—sorry uh, for waxing on about Vince Carter. I actually I, I don't apologize for that. Everybody should wax on about Vince Carter. He's got like the best highlight reel of all of almost any player. Uh, I put him up there in top five highlight reels anyway. Um, not top five players. That's ridiculous. Anyway, Memphis Grizzlies, the rest of them, uh, Jeff Green, Is that Jeff Green. No, that's not. It's Jermichael Green. Um, I knew that Jermichael Green getting the start, but you know, 8.6 rebounds, two blocks, uh, you know, fine. I guess that's okay. Um, you'd really like to see more from him. He's not standard league relevant to me. Uh, James Ennis not standard league relevant to me either. He played only um, 22 minutes tonight. And really, he only shot twice and missed both of his shots. So get off the court. Put put Vince in there. Get off the court. Um, the final game of the night still going on. Guess what? You'll never guess. It was a blowout. Now, this one's like this was a foreseen blowout. You could have looked at the schedule before the season started and go, Oh, Clipper's playing the, the Nets. That's yeah, that's a blowout. Yep, it's a blowout, everybody. Um the whole don't don't worry about it. Once again, Clippers not playing their starters. Uh probably no one will reach thirty minutes tonight because they blew out another team. Clipper's starting to look like um favorites or at least uh, contenders for the title in the uh, in the West, they're nine and one. They're about to, uh, about to be ten and one. Really, with um, the Clippers, you know what you're getting. Uh, and Bob Mute, I think actually really, while he doesn't do anything fantasy wise for the Clippers, I think he's actually filled that hole for their their need for like a three kind of well. Like he's not a stretch. Like he's not going to shoot threes, but like his defense is is like high end. So it's like okay, he's like filling in. A role but their bench their bench uh, with um, um most speeds uh, most spates and uh and uh, brain of bass and i guess austin rivers you know okay fine he's not that good uh but their bench is a little bit better this year and you know it's nice to see deandre jordan 7 and 14 chris paul 21 9 4 rebounds 5 steals four three pointers chris paul chris paul is like playing absurd um chris paul is playing absolutely absurd right now that's um i love seeing that i uh, a lot of a lot of people had chris paul fallen like way back like falling back in drafts like to the end of the first round and i was like these people are dumb like that is chris paul has been the best point guard in the nba and in fantasy he's been a top five player multiple times i'm gonna go just school everybody on this some yeah, some people are like, "Should I? I should sell high on CP3. He's a shoulder knee injury away. Get get out of here. I, I don't need that. I don't need your attitude. I don't need your life right now. Get your hate out. Get your hate out of Chris Paul's life. And I hate Chris Paul in real life. Uh, I think he's a real shady basketball player. He's always falling over, running in front of people and falling over, and just doing dirty crap on the basketball court. Um, which you know. Some would say it makes him a full-on competitor. gives him competitive advantage, blah, blah, blah. He's a little cheat, all right? Uh, but he's the best point guard in basketball, and he's the best fantasy point guard in basketball. Here is where he ranked on averages, starting what he's ranked this year and moving back um, through the previous years. He's currently ranked third overall in averages. No big deal. Just 19-8. and eight. With almost three steals a game. Now I, I think those steals go down a little bit, but he's usually averaging over two steals a game. Like the last two years, he's dropped down to two steals a game, which is still freaking great. All right, um, he's turned. He's one of the like for the his usage for his touches per game, his usage percentage per game. Um, his turnovers are so 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 low. Last year was the highest turnovers in the last like, you know, seven years, and he had two and a half turnovers. That's insane for a guy who holds the ball as much as he does. He's also shooting a lot more threes, which he's capable of. He's taking a little bit more um, a larger role in the offense, which is great to see. He's shooting less, but he's shooting more threes, and that's really, really... I, I love everything about what Chris Paul's doing with his game as he's getting older. Um, he is... 31. So it's not like he's like falling apart. The guy's still, you know, at the tail end of his prime. He's 31, all right? He's not he's not going to fall apart. Point guards can play forever. Look how long Steve Nash played. So, like I said, here's what he's ranked on averages nine categories. Those turnovers really help. Uh, nine categories. He's ranked third. Last year, he was ranked sixth. Uh, the year before that, fourth, third, 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 second. He's only been out of the top five one time, and that was last year when he was ranked sixth. So people who are picking him in the eighth uh, pick, tenth pick, uh, falling in the second round, you're all stupid, right? You're all dumb. Chris Paul's the best point guard in basketball. Um, everybody, just give it up. I'm taking Chris Paul in the top five or six in the in, in, uh, top five of every draft until he falls out of the top ten overall. Like, the guy, because he's the best point guard. He gives you so many assists. And steals. I'm taking them for the next like five years in the, in the top five. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I'm making a lot of outlandish claims tonight. Don't worry about it. Um, looking at the Nets, it's hard to it's hard to gauge anything off of this blowout because they're getting um, a lot of tick to their crappy bench, uh, their crappy starting lineup. Nobody really did anything interesting. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is still a disappointment. Trevor Booker in 22 minutes had four points, two steals, two assists three rebounds eh, and that's four points is just miserable it's miserable all around this is blowout. i'm not even going to dwell on this game with the with the nets um i'm i'm starting to like nobody on the nets like and that's always depressing when you have a team where you're like i don't want any of these guys on my fantasy team um let's see trevor booker yeah trevor booker is still you know fine um, they really need Jeremy Lin and, and Brooke Lopez back. Uh, and they should be back by the end of the month, so that that's cool. Justin Hamilton got the start, and he's been playing uh, well uh, enough to have a, to be take a flyer on because he's kind of a stretch five. But tonight is a blow, and he's only playing 21 minutes so far. Uh, I'm not going to get into it. So, yeah, that's it. That's all for tonight. Um, we're going to have a ton of stuff coming up for you um, hopefully soon, sooner or later. And um yeah, if you like what you're hearing, give us a good uh ranking on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use, that would be awesome. It helps us give us a review, it helps people um see the um the podcast on, on the rankings. The reviews help the most. So I know that's really like annoying to go out and put a review, but if you listen to this and you get a little good advice out of it, um Throw up a review. It doesn't even, It doesn't have to be, um, it's, you know, it takes like a minute of your time. Just write, yeah, I got some good advice from this. Or I got some crappy advice from this, but you know what? It was entertaining. Or it wasn't entertaining, and I got crappy advice from it, but listen to it anyway. Those are all perfectly good reviews. Just, uh, you know, quantity over quality is probably best for whatever iTunes algorithm is. So, yeah, leave us a review. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter... Uh, ask me questions uh, leave feedback for the show you can find me at watch the boxes all one word that's it for tonight we'll be back tomorrow with more box squares thanks for joining us everybody have a good night